When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Hit Parade, a podcast of pop chart history from Slate Magazine about the hits from coast to coast. I'm Chris Melanfi, chart analyst, pop critic, and writer of Slate's Why Is This Song Number One series. On our last episode, we talked about the rise of funk in the first half of the 1970s, when the 60s innovations of James Brown, Sly Stone, Isaac Hayes, and Parliament Funkadelic were taken up by a rising generation of syncopated bands and soulful singers. These acts, from War to Cool in the Gang to the Ohio Players, saw their funky recordings rise not just on the singles charts, but also the album chart, as listeners across the musical spectrum enjoyed the tight rhythms and the sprawling jams. We're now in the mid-70s, when an eclectic combo called Earth, Wind, and Fire is about to take over the charts and usher funk into the disco era. A fun footnote about Earth, Wind, and Fire. They recorded a exploitation movie soundtrack even before Isaac Hayes or Curtis Mayfield. They were the uncredited backing band to Melvin Van Peebles on the 1971 soundtrack to the director's seminal film Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song, ground zero for exploitation. Frankly, you can barely tell Earth, Wind, and Fire are playing on that soundtrack, which all music calls, quote, serviceable period funk soul. About the only telltale sign is when EWF leader Maurice White plays the kalimba, the African-style thumb piano. White was probably the most famous kalimba player of all time. Maurice White started as a session musician playing drums on countless recordings for Chess Records. But he had greater ambitions. Founding his own band in Chicago in 1969, White named them Earth, Wind, and Fire after his astrological chart, which had no water signs. The group signed to Warner Brothers Records, and two EWF albums came and went, along with that Sweetback soundtrack, to only modest success. White disbanded the group, retaining only the Earth, Wind, and Fire name, and his brother, bassist Verdine White. Signed to a new deal with Columbia Records in 1973, the year funk really began to blow up on the charts, EWF finally caught a wave. Head to the Sky, Earth, Wind & Fire's 1973 LP generated two R&B Top 40 hits, cracked the Top 30 on the Pop Album Chart, and went gold. 
even among their funky peers in 73, EWF had a more expansive, eclectic sound, played by a jazzy nine-piece band and fronted by the falsetto vocals of Philip Bailey and Maurice and Verdine White. It was an ethereal, airy sound. But the next year, on a much bigger single, EWF brought the uncut funk. Mighty Mighty, a number four R&B, number 29 pop hit, distilled the earth, wind and fire sound for radio domination and set a template for the band. Melodic funk with brassy, intricate playing and stacked vocals. EWF had a good 1974. Their Open Our Eyes LP cracked the top 20 on the pop album chart and spun off three sizable hits. But 1975 was even better, much better. Shining Star was the lead single of That's the Way of the World, Earth, Wind and Fire's sixth studio album, and, by the way, the soundtrack to a Harvey Keitel movie that's largely forgotten today. EWF didn't need a boost from that flop film, because World, the album, was a world-beating blockbuster, their most acclaimed and best-selling LP. It topped the album chart in mid-May 1975, and one week later, Shining Star topped the Hot 100. Percolating and danceable, with mystically-minded lyrics about being born a man-child of the sun, Shining Star may be the quintessential EWF funk song. It has the heavy bottom and the pillowy top. Elsewhere on That's the Way of the World, EWF further showcased their breadth. The lilting title track was a number 12 pop, number 5 R&B hit. The album also kicked off a stunning chart run for Earth, Wind & Fire. From 1975 through 79, EWF scored a top five platinum album every year. These included Gratitude, another number one LP in early 76 that generated the ebullient top five hit Sing a Song. and the late 76 album Spirit, which reached number two and spun off the hard-charging number one R&B, number 12 pop hit, Getaway. Again, these were hit albums, not just hit songs with gatefold sleeves, elaborate Afrocentric imagery, and slick photos of the band assembled in artful arrangements, EWF albums, even more than the sexy covers from the Ohio Players, upped the ante for R&B and funk iconography. They looked more like progressive or hard rock albums, and they sat comfortably in the collections of 70s LP buyers next to the likes of Led Zeppelin, and yes. Close to the edge, 
the elaborate imagery also matched EWF's live show, which Maurice White stacked with lavish costumes, special effects, and pyrotechnics, sometimes even stunts designed by magician Doug Henning. And the band was augmented on stage by their regular brass combo, the Phoenix Horns, who would later back Phil Collins on his brassy solo album. Through all of this elaborate production and instrumentation, the core of Earth, Wind & Fire's music was still funk, best exemplified by Serpentine Fire, a number one R&B, number 13 pop hit in 1977, and the lead single to yet another platinum album, All In All. If Earth, Wind & Fire represented funk's heightened superego, you might say Parliament Funkadelic was the id. Rolling Stone's Encyclopedia of Rock and Roll positions P-Funk as EWF's, quote, ideological rivals, down and dirty, but equally eclectic, unquote. Indeed, George Clinton's dual axis of bands never scored the major pop crossover EWF enjoyed. Neither Parliament nor Funkadelic ever landed a top 10 hit on the Hot 100. But away from the spotlight of pop listeners, Clinton had been mounting his own elaborate, crazy funk revolution, with equally spacey LP covers— For deep 70s funk fans, P-Funk were the prototype. Parliament's Up for the Downstroke became the P-Funk Collective's first R&B top 10 hit in 1974. Its chanting rhythmic chorus Get up for the downstroke, everybody get up, was quintessential George Clinton, gibberish with a sense of purpose, from a man who once titled an album, Free Your Mind and Your Ass Will Follow. Each P-Funk album was high concept, though some of George's concepts were more legible than others. Titles included Cosmic Slop and Funkin' Teleki vs. the Placebo Syndrome. One of the more accessible concepts on 1975's Chocolate City imagined a nationwide takeover of the levers of government by black America. Richard Pryor, Minister of Education, Stevie Wonder, Secretary of Fine Arts, and Miss Aretha Franklin, the First Lady. Are you out there, CC? George Clinton's not-so-secret weapon was the towering bassist Bootsy Collins, a veteran of James Brown's JBs at their early 70s peak. I got the something that makes me want to shout. I got the thing tell me what it's all about. I got soul. Bootsy permanently joined the P-Funk Collective in 1972. Standing six foot two, clad in outrageous spangled outfits and glasses with stars on the lenses, popping his bass and singing pinched high harmony vocals, Bootsy became both a musical and a visual icon of Clinton's band. And he was instrumental to the success of Parliament's most successful album. Mothership Connection, released at the very end of 1975, became the first platinum P-Funk album in 1976, and their biggest crossover moment. Bootsy Collins was among the highlights, 
on the second single, Give Up the Funk, Tear the Roof Off the Sucker. His percolating bassline is considered definitive. The cover of Mothership Connection featured George Clinton, a huge Star Trek fan, emerging from a flying saucer, legs first, in platform moon boots. This imagery and the album's strong sales paid off on P-Funk's now legendary Mothership tour of 1976, which featured a full-scale spaceship and a massive band of expert funk players. If possible, P-Funk's stage show was even more extravagant than Earth, Wind & Fire's, and it attracted concert-goers across the spectrum who might otherwise not have gone to a funk show. The Mothership Connection album went gold, then platinum, within a year. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Ever think those fables and fairy tales from back in the day are just a little bit dusty? Wondery and Tinkercast are bringing you a new kids and family podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Join host DJ Fuchs and his trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as they deliver remixes of fables and folktales, rhythm and rhymes, and fun spins on classics as old as time. Grab the whole family and get ready to groove because they're putting the rap in Rapunzel and getting down with that funky duckling. Where hip-hop and fables meet, it's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to all episodes of Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or Wondery Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. George Clinton had become Prime Minister of Funk by following his freaky muse, without really trying to cross over. Which brings up an interesting point. How far would any of these acts need to go to attract a mainstream audience? Earth, Wind & Fire were finding a huge audience with their sleek, heterogeneous funk, but they were eclectic from the start. And through 1976, acts as unabashedly funky as War and the Ohio Players were scoring massive pop hits without diluting their sound. How much further would they go? The answer to this question became more pressing in the late 70s, after funk started grafting itself and then competing with other popular forms. For example, Wild Cherry, a band from Steubenville, Ohio, though you probably wouldn't call them Ohio players, are often categorized as a funk rock band, a label that has as much to do with their race as their music. Essentially, their 1976 number one hit, Play That Funky Music, which some classify as disco, was really straight-up funk, even with the inclusion of the self-consciously satirical lyrics, White Boy. Similarly, Aerosmith's Walk This Way, the original version, a top 10 hit in 1977, 
had a highly syncopated beat and riff that guitarist Joe Perry patterned after the meters. A decade before it was remade by rappers Run DMC, Walk This Way was already a white rock approximation of funk. So that was rock appropriating funk's moves. And then, of course, there was disco, which in many cases was really just funk by another name. On their comeback slash reinvention single, Jive Talkin', number one in 1975, the Bee Gees were openly emulating the bass sound of Stevie Wonder and Sly Stone. If not for their breathy vocals and the keening synths, Jive Talkin' would probably be classed as a funk record. And by the way, that was true of disco hits by black performers too, such as Rose Royce, the LA group behind Car Wash, another Hot 100 number one in early 1977. Like Jive Talkin', Car Wash was built out of a popping funk bassline. The song even came from the soundtrack of a latter-day blaxploitation film. So, for full-on funk acts making the transition from the early 70s to the late 70s, the dilemma concerned whether to adapt especially as disco took over the charts, and by how much. One of the most interesting before and after cases was a group from Tuskegee, Alabama. You might say the Commodores, a sextet of multiple songwriters and instrumentalists, had a split personality from the start. Their debut single, an instrumental called Machine Gun, was a synth-funk breakdown written by keyboardist Milan Williams. It reached number 7 on the R&B chart and number 22 on the Hot 100 in 1974. The following year, Slippery When Wet, an even funkier jam, written by Commodore's guitarist Thomas McClary, went to number one R&B and cracked the pop top 20. The lead singer on Slippery When Wet was also a songwriter. You've probably heard of him, Lionel Richie and Lionel tended toward the softer side. When the Commodores finally broke into the pop top five in 1976, they did it with Sweet Love, a Richie-penned ballad with both R&B and pop in its bones. Lionel excelled at this kind of soft composition. Later in 77, Richie took the Commodores back into the top five and back to number one R&B with the wistful mid-tempo saloon ballad, Easy. Yet, through all of this, the Commodores didn't abandon funk. Their very next hit, to this day one of their most popular, sung by drummer Walter Orange, was the funk ode to Calipigian women, Brick House. And it was a top five on both the pop 
and R&B charts. So, in other words, the Commodores could still give up the funk, and they didn't have to give up on funk. But they couldn't help but notice that, Brick House accepted, the funky songs tended to fall short at Top 40 Radio, such as their number 39 hit, Fancy Dancer. Or the number 24, Too Hot to Trot. So, at a time when songs like You Light Up My Life and How Deep Is Your Love were commanding the Hot 100, the Commodores chose to lean into their secret sentimental weapon. Lionel Richie and his piano. You once, twice, three times a lady. Three times a lady finally took the Commodores to number one on the Hot 100 in the summer of 1978. A year later, the even gentler, more lachrymose, still did the trick again. So many dreams that flew away So many words we didn't Even more than on Sweet Love or Easy, in these songs, the syncopation, the funk, was gone. The Commodores scored just a couple more up-tempo hits with Lionel Richie in the band before he left for a multi-platinum 80s solo career. By then, they had fully converted to a post-disco easy listening group, not really a funk group. Still, props cause Lady You Bring Me Up is a jam. So, the Commodore's shift away from hard funk was gradual and not entirely necessary. They had hits throughout the 70s. For Cool and the Gang, however, the choice was motivated by a career imperative. Get down. By the mid-70s, Cool and the Gang could still be relied upon to score big R&B hits, like 1975's Spirit of the Boogie. Despite the boogie in its title, this was still their original brand of hard funk, a la Jungle Boogie. But by 1976, with disco on the rise, band leader Robert Cool Bell felt Cool and the Gang needed to get in front of the trend. So they recorded Open Sesame, an exotic horn-inflected disco funk track that had the good fortune to appear on the soundtrack to 1977's Saturday Night Fever. Unfortunately, this didn't help Cool and the Gang's sales much. The Open Sesame LP only reached number 110 on the album chart. So Cool and Gang leaned even harder into disco. 1978's Everybody's Dancing piled strings on top of the group's funk bass and horns. It was an awkward hybrid. Everybody. 
the Everybody's Dancing single missed the top 40 on the R&B chart and missed the Hot 100 entirely. The album bubbled under the album chart at number 207. Disco had seemingly made Cool and the Gang obsolete. They would need a total overhaul. Band leader Bell brought in a new producer, new instrumentalists, and, for the first time, a permanent lead singer, the smooth James J.T. Taylor. The group was finally going to just skip over disco and aim for slick balladry and gently funky pop. This turned out to be a very wise move. Cool and the Gang anticipated the sound of 80s pop and B. Ladies Night, the title track of their late 1979 LP, returned Cool in the Gang to the top 10 on the Hot 100 and to number one on the R&B chart. The group hadn't entirely abandoned funk basslines or their syncopated horns. They just smoothed everything out while removing any obvious disco tropes. One year later, an even more ebullient party jam did even better for Cool in the Gang. It's a celebration. Celebration, which is surely playing somewhere in America as I speak, wherever more than 10 people are gathered, reached number one on the Hot 100 in the winter of 1981. The song was extremely danceable, but again, it did not have obvious disco overtones, making it an easier sell on the radio of 1980 and 81. It had funk guitar and deep synth bass, but it sounded like the 80s, not the 70s. Cool and the Gang would go on to mine this sound for the rest of the decade. Scoring seven more top 10 hits, 10 in total, out of 13 top 40 hits in the 80s alone. Though they had only been medium-level hitmakers in the 70s, improbably, in the 80s, Cool and the Gang became kings of pop and B crossover. And they didn't have to give up funk entirely. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? 
That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. This choice to funk or not to funk, to cross over or go with what you know, was handled differently by every 70s veteran act as the 80s approached. The Ohio players, for example, their staggering mid-70s success turned out to be fleeting. They tried going jazzier on an album called Mr. Mean, then tried their hand at disco funk fusion in 1979 to only modest results. War, for their part, gave Latin-flavored disco a try. 1977's Galaxy squeaked into the pop top 40 at number 39 and was their last R&B top 10 hit. However, War did continue to record steadily into the 80s and 90s. Curtis Mayfield shifted away from funk toward a mix of stately R&B balladry and a kind of yacht soul. 1981's She Don't Let Nobody But Me was his last R&B top 20 hit. In 1990, Mayfield was paralyzed when a lighting rig fell on him at a concert. That decade, he was inducted twice into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, once with the Impressions and a second time on his own. Just months after that solo induction in 1999, Curtis Mayfield died at age 57. And what about the opposing archetypes of mid-70s funk? Earth, Wind, and Fire, and George Clinton's Parliament Funkadelic Universe. True to form, they went in opposite directions, but both approaches worked. George Clinton scored his biggest hits in the late 70s, at the height of disco. Even if other acts were abandoning uncut funk, he was going to continue to set the agenda, and 1978 was his most imperial year. In March of 78, Parliament topped the R&B chart for the first time and reached an impressive number 16 on the Hot 100 with Flashlight. Three weeks later, Clinton effectively replaced himself at number one R&B when a track he'd produced for bassist Bootsy Collins called Bootzilla succeeded Flashlight on top. Then, just six months after that, the 
Funkadelic scored its biggest ever single and album, both titled One Nation Under a Groove. The LP went top 20 and platinum. The single was a top 30 pop hit and number one R&B for six weeks. Clearly, P-Funk fans preferred George Clinton deeply funky and deeply weird. Over the next four years, Clinton would continue to top the R&B chart with such quirky jams as Parliament's Aqua Boogie, Funkadelic's Not Just Knee Deep, And in the early 80s, under his own name, George Clinton would hit the top with his digital funk hip-hop jam, Atomic Dog. Clinton's loopy catchphrases from these hits, like Psycho Alpha Disco Beta or Bow Wow Wow Yippee Yo Yippee Yay, became permanent parts of hip-hop lingo. No other funk veteran was given greater permission to let his freak flag fly. And that fearlessly freaky style arguably made Clinton the greatest influence not only on hip-hop, but on the next generation of 80s funk, from Rick James... to The Gap Band, to Cameo. And what about Earth, Wind and Fire? Maurice White's killer instinct, his unerring ear for crossover hits, kept EWF in the game right through the end of the decade and beyond. Do you remember when it was September. A one-off single attached to a late 1978 Greatest Hits album is now Earth, Wind & Fire's most played perennial, streamed more than 1.1 billion times on Spotify. Co-written by Maurice White, his guitarist Al McKay, and Journeywoman songwriter Ali Willis, who, by the way, would later pen hits for the Pet Shop Boys and the Rembrandts. No kidding. September blended funk and disco into a joyous celebration. By the way, nobody really knows what ba-di-ya means. And Maurice White claimed that he picked the 21st night of September entirely at random. Anyway, EWF followed the disco-adjacent September with Boogie Wonderland. A full dive into disco that reached number two R&B, number six pop. And then... As we discussed in our Yacht Rock episode of Hit Parade, EWF scored with the classic Yacht Soul ballad, After the Love Has Gone. It hit number two on both charts, just as the album I Am became EWF's fifth consecutive platinum studio album. It was the band's versatility that sold all those LPs and generated all those hits. 
songs like Boogie Wonderland and After the Love Has Gone may not have been funk per se, but they didn't take EWF that far away from the music's roots. The syncopation, the bass grooves, the sophisticated arrangements, and the falsetto vocals like Curtis Mayfield from nearly a decade before on Superfly. And I didn't have to be here. You didn't have to love for me. While I was just a Anyway, as ever, Earth, Wind and Fire didn't stray from straight up funk for long. Amazingly, EWF scored arguably their biggest chart hit ever in 1981 with the synth-funk banger Let's Groove. With eight weeks at number one on the Soul Singles chart, their longest R&B reign ever, and five weeks at number three on the Hot 100, outlasting the endurance of their 1975 number one Shining Star, Let's Groove summarized everything EWF had done in the prior decade. Sleek, brassy, catchy, fluttery, smooth, romantic, and most of all, funky, Let's Groove could not have been more aptly titled. It was EWF's last blockbuster. But not their last hit. After a mid-80s hiatus, the group kept scoring on the R&B chart through the late 80s and early 90s, including their final number one R&B hit, 1987's System of Survival. Separately, on his own, vocalist Philip Bailey scored a massive 80s hit, teaming up with Earth, Wind & Fire fan Phil Collins. Their duet, 1985's Easy Lover, hit number two. Earth, Wind & Fire were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2000. That same year, it was announced that Maurice White was contending with Parkinson's disease. He nonetheless made the ceremony and spoke briefly. Well, well the first thing I can say is that I'm speechless for getting this together, but it's been a long, hard road, but it's been a beautiful road having the talented musicians along with, with us to take the ride. It's been very good. And we couldn't, couldn't have went any place without the fans, the loyal fans. We thank you very, very much. White lived another decade and a half continuing to mind the group's business, even as he could no longer join them on stage. Maurice White died in February 2016 at the age of 74. Maybe among the 70s class of funk acts, Earth, Wind & Fire were not as influential as George Clinton and the P-Funk All-Stars, or certainly, going back to the 60s, as formative as James Brown or even Curtis Mayfield. But you could say that Maurice White's brainchild, the band he formed half a century ago that sold about 90 million records, was the most successful product of funk proof of the music's adaptability and reach. EWF's music was all-encompassing, versatile, and joyous. And, by the way, fronted by Philip Bailey and Verdine White, 
Earth, Wind, and Fire continues to tour to this day. In fact, just a month ago, in September 2022, they were on stage performing, well, of course, September. There are no onstage pyrotechnics anymore at an EWF show. No magic tricks. The pyramid images and laser lights are now just projected onto a screen. And the band are no longer wearing wide collars, sequins, and moon boots. But if you close your eyes, the groove is unmistakable, the funk undeniable. And as the song says, you'll dance in the night and remember how the stars stole the night away. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Hit Parade. Our show was written, edited, and narrated by Chris Malamphy. That's me. My producer is Kevin Bendis. Kevin also produced the latest episode of our monthly Hit Parade The Bridge shows, which are available exclusively to Slate Plus members. In our latest Bridge episode, I talked to Chicago radio host and author Ayana Contreras, who talks about how her hometown contributed to the history of funk and soul. To sign up for Slate Plus and hear not only The Bridge, but all our shows the day they drop, visit slate.com slash hitparadeplus. Alicia Montgomery is the executive producer and Derek John, the supervising narrative producer of Slate Podcasts. Check out their roster of shows at slate.com slash podcasts. You can subscribe to Hit Parade wherever you get your podcasts, in addition to finding it in the Slate Culture feed. If you're subscribing on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us while you're there. It helps other listeners find the show. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to leading the Hit Parade back your way. Until then, keep on marching on the one. I'm Chris Malanfi. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.